Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to the God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, let's just be on our feet right now. Father, we bless you. Jesus, we thank you for this moment that we get to start, stand in today, God. We thank you for this moment is holy. This moment is special. This moment is no ordinary, God. We thank you, Lord God, for we stand today in a moment. We thank you, Father God, for this moment. Lord, it is mo it's, it's the moments that opens doors for, ex for an experience, God. We are here for an experience, but we are grateful for this moment. Come on, can I just have like three great people in the house right now? You are just grateful for this past week. It's been rough, but God has been faithful. Your perspective in all of it is that it, it, it's a but God perspective. It was crazy, but God. It was hectic, but God. It's been rough, but God. It's been crazy, but God. It's been annoying, but God. It's been, uh, it's been much of I don't know of late, but God has been good. God has been great. He has fed me. He has kept me. He has provided for me. He has sheltered me. Under his wings have I abided for days and days and weeks come on if you're grateful to God Almighty just celebrate him right now wherever you are hallelujah thank you Jesus may your name be praised oh God hallelujah in Jesus mighty name amen amen hallelujah amen it's just amazing to be in God's presence, you know, as we all gather together to just, you know, listen to God's word. It's an amazing thing, honestly. Um, honestly, if you just joined us for the first time, you're not late. You're not late, but you've missed out on some stuff as well. You're not late. You've just missed out. Everybody say you're not late. You just missed out. Uh, this is a month of August. I know you're standing. Just bear with me. Would standing just for, for a couple more minutes uh, or seconds i guess uh and we'll get right into the word uh every august we do a thing called august, summer of growth and uh this year we've been doing you know going in depth it's not been a sermon it's not been sermons really it's been teaching uh, uh, uh teaching it's been a teaching series has been a teaching series and um we have focused on the development of the believer um so whether or not you just got saved yesterday or you just got saved this morning or you've been saved for three years or 30 years regardless of how many years regardless of the you know the disparity and the you know the wideness of that variation this series is for you amen now so if you're joining us for the first time today great but right after the sermon go back and listen to our to the last three sermons in this collection on this series and uh just let your spirit be filled um and I just know that God still has something for us today. Amen. Sure. Normally, every the last Sunday of August, we don't really, nobody preaches. We just, um, it, it's usually, we don't even converge. Um, why? It's normally last Sundays in August, we uh, rest. We, we practice rest. We've been doing it now for as long as I can remember, honestly. Last Sunday in August is a Sunday of rest. Or when we do gather, we just... We, we do this thing called love feasts so we just gather we we you know talk over you know donuts right and uh you know with good you know solder or anything like that but today because we're meeting online we will not be able to do that and imagine me just you know chewing burger or just eating something like something like you know 
something really crunchy you probably would log out right immediately or you make you make you really hungry if you're fasting but anyway we're not here to eat physical food we're here for the word of god manner from heaven amen now everybody say i'm here for god's word say i'm here for god's word church i want you to learn how to celebrate god's word when next you hear it coming i want you to hear that there is a word from god i want you to celebrate it because it, if it's a word from god oh god it must bless you if it's a word from God, then it must definitely bless you. And so you got to watch your attitude when you get into God's presence. Like it's saying, when, when, when you hear the pastor say, I've got a word from God. Oh, you got to be excited. Because let me tell you something. Um, in the Bible, if you read the Bible long enough or deep enough or well enough, you probably have heard or read different places in the Bible where you would hear a thing like, in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. In those days, the word from God was rare. And so in, in those times, whenever they found God's word, they ran to it right whenever god's word was heard somewhere in a corner no matter where how tiny or small that room was they ran there the moment god's word is present and alive and active you don't want to just take it with take it with levity because god prizes oh he exalts his word even above his name remember that so i want you when next you hear that the word of god is present and building i want you to give god a shout of praise Woo! Because I got a word from God Almighty for this Sunday, this service, the last installment, I mean last series in this installment in this series, I should say. Uh, man, it's going to be amazing. All right, now join me quickly. We'll would go to the book of Isaiah 52 and um, Isaiah 52 and verse 7. Isaiah 52 and in verse 7 it says this How beautiful on mountains are the feet of those who bring good news Who proclaim peace and bring good tidings Who proclaim salvation Who say to Zion Your God reigns Verse 8 Listen your watchmen lift up their voices Together they shout for joy When the Lord returns to Zion They will see with their own eyes Burst into songs of joy together You ruins of Jerusalem For the Lord has comforted his people He has redeemed Jerusalem The Lord will lay, his, will lay bare his holy arm In the sight of all the nations And all the ends of the earth will see The salvation of our God Amen Come on you celebrate that Receive it Amen, amen. All the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Amazing passage of scripture, but that's not just all. I want you to write now, that's Old Testament we just read. Now go right now quickly to the book of Ephesians. Oh, thank you, Jesus. How beautiful upon mountains are the feet of those, of them that carry good news. Ephesians chapter 4. If, if you were here last week, I, I preached a sermon called Notes and Melodies. And so this sermon is like a sequel to that. Um, but even better, honestly, I believe God wants to show us and do so much in us in this uh, service today. So Ephesians chapter 4, and start reading, we start reading from verse 11. It says, So Christ gave... So Christ himself, rather, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers, verse 13, to, sorry, verse 12, rather, to equip his people for works of service, so that the church, the body of Christ, which is the church, may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of God, of the Son of God, and become mature. Everybody say mature. Attaining to the whole measure 
of the fullness of Christ. I'll read that again. So Christ himself gave, the, gave you know, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Right now, let's just bow our heads right now as we pray because it's such a, a, a beautiful service we're, about to have, we're gonna have today. That we, and you know, too beautiful for us not to pray and just invite God into this moment. It's his moment anyway. It's, just an, it's an experience of God, not of a great speech or a good communicator or communication. No, 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 no. It's God's word we're about to hear today. So bow our heads. Father God, we thank you. Lord, we worship you, Jesus. We thank you for a moment like this in your presence, for you're here to show us, shift us, move us, redeem us you know and, and, and reveal to us your will your purpose your plan your heart your love for us so father god today we stand to receive this beauty we stand to receive this manner from heaven we stand to receive your word we honor your word god thank you father god may your name be praised it's in your son's name jesus we pray amen and amen god bless you you may be seated in god's presence today you may be seated in God's presence today. Amen and amen. Oh man, I love, I love when we got in God's presence to just, you know, you know, you know, have fun learning in God's presence together. Let me tell you something, church. I have a vision of the enlightened church where in the coming years, when we have meetings or you know gatherings like this where it's our summer of growth oh we are indeed growing you have people conversing in the lobby people you know meeting together in the service and just you know they are laughing they have been encouraged people are praying for one another just this there's this presence this really living god is just everywhere it's like it's like you know clubbing tongues of fire upon the heads of everybody not just the, the living minister it's like everybody catches this fire everybody you know people are are are, are coming in in droves just coming for an experience and they're not living you know they're not just living with a the memory they're living with an experience they're living with fire upon their hearts you know fire within their heart fire upon their heads i i i have a vision of the enlightened church that indeed is a hub where people come and they receive this life this light i have a vision for the enlightened church that indeed we interrupt and enlighten and upset the world for Jesus Christ. I have a vision for the enlightened church where every youth, kids at the, at below the age of 12 are, 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 are having ministry impacts. I've been imparted in ministry, imparted by the Spirit of the living God. And they are leading the charge amongst their age group. I have a vision for the enlightened church that people who have never known Jesus Christ will come to the knowledge of Jesus. I have, I have a, a, a vision for the enlightened church that we would have missionaries in the field actively distributing Bibles, actively distributing the knowledge and the message of Jesus Christ to people who have never, ever, ever, ever thought it once to accept or to, 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 to come into partnership and relationship with Jesus, with Jesus and the, the Trinity. I have a vision for the enlightened church, church, that we are bigger than we would ever be able to contain at once. I have a vision for the enlightened church. I'm declaring this over the enlightened church, but I'm also, I believe I'm also declaring for you and your family, you and your business, you and your vision, you and your plan, that we are getting big. We will be so big, we cannot be, there will be no place to contain us. 
We will be so big, no room will be able to contain us. No, no box shall be able to contain us. We're not just a church that distributes God's word every Sunday. Oh, we are more than that. We're a church that is that, that is sold out to the transformation of hearts, souls, minds. We're a church that works on mental health. We're a church that is that is that, that's a, that, that's a leading giant in the area of business and finance. We're a church that knows how to not just be the church here on earth, but to raise disciples who would lead the charge who will change the world, who will interrupt, who will enlighten, and who will upset the word for Jesus. Come on, if you're one of them, just say, I am an interrupter. I am, come on, an interrupter. Come on, say, I am an interrupter. Amen. Ephesians 4, what we just read, is a very peculiar passage of scripture, honestly. It says, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists when i come across that word the evangelist honestly i'm reminded of this popular christian novel that i read as far back as when i was below 10 years old my mom had this you know book that she gave me it was a, it, it was a, a, a pic, i don't know if it's a, i think it's called a pictogram it's a book that has pictures and you know stories underneath, underneath there were sketches anyway um and it's a book called the pilgrim's progress uh which i heard is the second most purchased book christian book in the entire world since the beginning of time after the bible the next book that has been purchased as much has been the pilgrim's progress by john bunyan who was bunyan who was a prisoner when he had this vision that he you know there was a story that has preached and saved souls i mean brought people to the knowledge of jesus christ and put them in the pews, most people, some people that you see in church like 20, 30 years ago came in contact with God, you know, or, or, or with the knowledge of God through this. And, and people who, 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 you know, were in the pews already, who had never read this book, came across the, you know, learned the discipleship through this book. Such an amazing book anyway. But one of the, the, the main character, lead character of this book is called Christian. His name is Christian, who is also a type of every Christian in the world, honestly. He, he, he goes through seasons and he goes through times, shifting seasons. And, um, and really, he models to me uh, and to us, honestly, the kind of Christian that we are and the one Christ wants us to be. But also, in the same uh, book is a particular character who uh, uh, the author of the book, John Bunyan, never gives any other name to he he was not always present on scene but he was always present when you know christian needed him the most and his name was the evangelist the evangelist i i i love that character the evangelist so much so much so that i thought i thought to tie to my sermon today the evangelist now when i say the evangelist I, I, I will tell you the entire interpretation of that word, the evangelist, the one we just read in Ephesians 4, um, verse 11. But before I go there, let me ask you a question today. Who is the evangelist? Oh, okay, okay. Give me, okay, let me ask you, what's an example, or who's an example of an evangelist? I'll, I'll put up three, you know, different names of, you know, three uh, probably famous preachers. Uh, and you will tell me who the evangelist is. Uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, uh, Pastor E. Edboye, uh, Joyce Meyer. Who is the evangelist? 
True question. All of them. All of them are. <laughs> right. Okay, let me try another one. Um, Joel Austin. Someone like, uh oh. <laughs> I don't care what you say. Joel Austin, Joseph Prince. Um let me look for another person whose name starts with a J, who's amazing, that I love so much. I love these other men anyway. Uh, and I already said Joyce Meyer, but let me just say Joyce Meyer again, because it's a J. Who's the evangelist? All of them. Correct, 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 correct. You, you're, you're, you're catching up. Let's try another one. Let's try another one. Uh, John G. Lake. Oh, if you don't know John G. Lake, oh man, you're missing out. John G. Lake, Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagen. Who is the evangelist? All of them. All right, all right. Flow with me, flow with me. Um, Paul, Luke, Silas. Who is the evangelist? All of them. All right, amazing. Now, what's an evangelist? I would, let me quickly answer, quickly answer this question so I can get into my sermon fully. What is the evangelist? Or what is an evangelist? The word evangelists that we just read in the book of Ephesians 4 is actually plural evangelist, evangelists. It's actually the, plural, the, the, the uh, actual Greek word is actually, just flow with me, you don't have to write this down. The actual Greek word is actually huangelists. Orgalistes, small guy. I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't speak Greek, so I might just butcher that a little bit. If every Greek speaking person, pardon me. Euangelist, Euangelistes, I guess. I don't know. I just butchered it. So, who is an evangelist? An evangelist is a bringer of good news. An evangelist is a bringer of good news. And the word evangelist comes from the root word Euangelizo, which means evangelize that's it means to evangelize and so and uh, the, the the meaning of evangelizo is someone with a vocational calling from god to announce the goodness of the gospel someone with a vocational calling from god to announce the goodness of the gospel now i listed i listed three sets of ministers earlier on and i asked you to tell me who the evangelist was and you told me it was T. J. you told me it was you know kenneth hagan you told me it was joyce meyer you told me it was john Gilly. you told me it was all these pastors you 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 responded to me with you, you told me it was all these people right but you told me that because your interpretation of the word of the word evangelist or the evangelist is more of interpretation number two I gave about two interpretations. I've given about two interpretations in the last one minute, but I believe that you only responded to me from the other one. That is, you you're responding to me that as uh, you know that an evangelist is a person or someone with a vocational calling, meaning they get paid to do this. But I think you're wrong, because at the very epicenter of the word evangelist or or evangelistis, it is a person who is a bringer of good news. So when next I ask you, who is the evangelist here? I don't expect that you would be pointing your fingers at Pastor Emmanuel Deke. No, 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 no. I think you should be pointing your fi that finger back at yourself, that I am the evangelist here. Woo! I am the evangelist here. I am not waiting for anybody else. I think one of the biggest misconceptions that we have in this world is thinking that, we, that there's somebody coming. 
oh, the people around your, your neighborhood, who live in your neighborhood need to be saved, and you think there is somebody coming. You're waiting for another gospel crusader. You know, you're waiting for another person who will come up bringing bells and everywhere, ringing, your, ringing bells, trying to get people saved. You're waiting for another John G. Lake. You're waiting for another pastor, man, all day care to live on your street. You're waiting for another person to come and interrupt the world in your contact list every day you post on WhatsApp. You're waiting for another person who will come and get your Instagram followers saved. But you do not understand that nobody is coming. Because you are pointing your fingers out at all the evangelists, but you forget that once one finger goes out, the rest of nine is pointing back at you. Because they're not just the evangelists. Guess what? You are the evangelist. Because by nature, by default, by calling, you are a bringer of good news. Everybody say good news. I am a bringer of good news. You are a bringer of good news. You are the evangelist. You are the evangelist. Oh well, Pastor Man, I'm not I'm not sure about that. You can see um uh, I, I don't I don't even really know Bible stuff like that. Like what's it with John 1 1? I don't I don't know what like how many books have been in the Bible? I don't know. Who cares? An evangelist is a bringer of good news, not a bringer of doctrines and theology. There's room for that. Bible the list goes on. Bible talks about Paul talks about teachers. Those are people who are theologically sound, people who teach majorly. That's that, that's your job. But the evangelist does not need any of those foundational principles or foundational elements or fundamental elements to be able to display or, or, or to, to, to declare the gospel. That's the problem we have in this age. That's one, that one thing that really creeps me out. And I've had friends that I really genuinely desperately want to untie myself with or from. These guys claim to be Christians, but they, when they talk, you, you, you find it hard to decipher. They're what I call secret agent Christians. You know what secret agent Christians are? They're, they're Christians who, you know, they don't let you know they're Christians. Oh, they, they, they are only Christians on Sunday because of the picture they post. Oh, you're like, oh, wow, you, you, you go to church? I, I know. I mean, I didn't, I didn't figure you were going to be someone who likes to go to church. You know what I'm saying? I can never forget a conversation I had with, with, with someone more than a year ago. His name is Bankoli. He's an amazing guy. I, shout out to you, Bankoli. I don't know if you're ever going to listen to this. One night, we, the first night we met was past 11 p.m. I was out to get, you wouldn't believe what I was out to get. Not food, by the way, I wouldn't say. Um, nothing negative. It wasn't like I was going to get bombs or anything like that. <laughs> past 11 p.m., I met him. Okay, I was actually going to get a time just to make it clear because people's imaginations are running wild. The moment I said 11 p.m., like, Pastor, what you doing at 11 p.m. going back? Anyway, 11 p.m., past 11, I went to get a time and then I met this guy. And we had this short conversation. Now he had, the, he has, you know, this, his, his beards are pretty free. You know, he's got like, I don't know if it's as much as mine is, but he's got beards, right? And I just said it that I got beards too. I'm so sorry. Um, gross. No, that's unnecessary, unsolicited information. But I remember that night where something happened. So I was like, so, so I, I thought, because he's then I, from his parents and the environment I found him in, it was, you know, it's easy to judge that he was someone from the other, from another religion, another walk, whatever it is. So I thought he was a Muslim, actually. And so I remember I turned to him and I was like, I remember I asked him, I said, are you, are you, are you a Christian? And I can never, I mean, I am forever scarred by his response. I'm forever, forever scarred. That's why I love and respect him today. I am forever scarred by his response. You know what his response was? 
It's like proud Christian. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like he was like, I was like, are you a Christian? And I was like, <laughs> first of all, like, what is that? Is that like, is that like Vin Diesel trying to like run the speed with his car? He's like, proud Christian. And I'm like, that's it. That's what I want to hear. I'm tired of seeing Christians who believe they are not Christians enough to get the word of Christ who's, that saved them across the people. Even the message I got you saved was not preached by a professional preacher. So what makes you think you need to be half the professional or half the unprofessional professional preacher or half the unprofessional preacher that that person was to become, to, to, to get God's word to, to, across to people who need it? People are dying every day. Remember what Paul says, how can, how can they hear if no one preaches to them? And how can the person preach if they are what? not sent you are probably like oh i don't believe i've been sent i don't believe i've been called oh really that's what you think oh okay 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 let's say that's what you think tell me real quick in the book of first peter this is like a very hype service y'all oh goodness i, I miss y'all physically first peter chapter 2 and in verse 9 this is a scripture we all quote every day we know we, we we got songs you know pulled out of this one verse and I, I love those songs as well you know but look what it says but you are a chosen people. Who? You. Not them. You see? You are a chosen people. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. God's special possession. Now why, 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 why are we the chosen ones? Why are we the holy ones? Why are we God's special possession? It says, because most of us, we, we miss out on this other part of the verse. We miss out on the, the purpose by which, you know, God has lavished all of his goodness upon us. We, we miss out on the reason he did so. And it's this. That you may declare who? You, not me, not them. That you may declare the presence of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Let me tell you something you probably don't know. God didn't spend all that grace on saving you. For nothing God didn't spend all that grace in saving me for nothing no man I'm not just saved for nothing what is that God didn't lavish all that goodness all that grace all that kindness all that loving kindness all that patience on me just to help me live a life that is not pointing anybody back to him and only a life where my communion with him is always private nobody knows nobody gets saved because of my lifestyle nobody gets impacted nobody gets questioned nobody gets asked ask, has questions has questions like sorry I, I don't know what there's something about you that's so different that I love nobody has anything like that, that that, that makes me point them back to Jesus Christ and all that I get in Christ is from me, myself and I alone. Let me tell you something. In the kingdom economy, I'll tell you something, this is going, this is going to flip some of y'all out. So you religious folks. In the in kingdom economy, hey, man, you got a Holy Spirit. Let's breathe, let's breathe Holy Spirit because these people are probably never ready for this. Whew, thank you, Jesus. All right. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The oil is flowing, y'all. The oil is flowing, y'all. The oil is flowing. In God's kingdom, economy, you know who the least considered people are? The consumers. Hey, listen to me, everybody. The what? 
consumers. So guess who are most honored in heaven? The multipliers. Woo! The multipliers are the ones who are most considered in heaven, not the consumers. You don't believe me? Have you never heard of the story of the talents? You have, right? Good. Bible says a king or a master, you know, was going out on a long journey. And then he called his servants together. Some he gave to, to, to one, he gave five talents. To one, the other, he gave four talents. To one, he gave three. And to other, another one, he gave one. One talent. And then he, he, he didn't tell them what to do with it. He left. And after a long time, he came back and, and, and then he called all the, listen to this. He called all his servants. You see, I want you to be very careful with parables or passages where Jesus uses the word servant. Because in that system or that story, of course, there are parables where Jesus you know, uses the word sons, father and son. Right, a parable of such would be like the one in I think Luke 15 where it talks about the prodigal son, right? But parables where Jesus talks about where Jesus uses the word servants. I want you to be very intentional with those ones because he's talking more of the kingdoms, it's more talking is referring more to kingdom economy, not just the kingdom in terms of like the, the, the peripherals, that's the love of God and all the things. Yeah, that's great. The love of God is what brings us into salvation. The Bible says it is, it, it, it is the goodness of God that leads us into repentance, right? Good. It is God's love that leads us into repentance. But guess what? It is faithfulness that keeps us important, <laughs> I should say, in the kingdom. Because when the master returns, he did not return to sons, he returned to servants. I know I'm a son first, but guess what? I am a servant because what I serve the purpose and will of my master. How do you follow me now? But I got to pose this question to you today. How many of us are trying to be more sons than we are servants? We are trying to be more daughters than we are handmaidens. You, you have no idea. You, you find it hard to comprehend the value, worth of that title God has given to you. Uh, some of you are like, Pastor Manuel, well, you've forgotten what Jesus said in John 15. That I no longer call you servants, I call you brothers. Because the servants do not understand or do not know what the, 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 the plan of the mind of the master is. Yeah, fine, good. But remember the same people that Christ wrote this letter to. I mean, that Christ rather spoke to. That, that Christ said this thing to. Later on, we would find a person named Paul. Although he wasn't one of the initial disciples. But you would find Paul later in one of his writings say. My name is Paul and I am a bond servant of Christ Jesus. I think one of the problems is this new age mindset that we all have. That we are, you know, we, we all want this buffet. We just want, we just want to walk in, walk in, in this all, and all you can eat thin. You want to have pizza? Of course you can have pizza. You want to, you want to, you know, you want to, you want to have, I don't know, we have this disillusion. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we, we, we have this, we have been um, deceived. Let me say that. We have, we have been deceived by none other than the enemy, honestly, to think that the most we can do is, be, is, is strictly be consumers. But let me tell you something. Everything in the entire scripture is founded on this principle. I, I know I'm like, it's like I'm jumping all, back and forth, but I just, just pay attention. Everything in the Bible is, is founded on this principle. From the beginning of time, I can take you back to the book of Genesis. From the beginning of time. Okay, you know what? Let's just go to the book of Genesis. So it's not like I'm just talking to you i'll show you um 
this now. Look at Genesis 1 and from verse 11. It says this. And God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees and land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to the various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, one, plants bearing seed, according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it, in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. So the, from the very beginning of time, God founded this entire earth. I listen to me on the basis of sower and seed. Guess what? Pay attention now. Sower and what? Seed. Sower and what? Seed. Peter says somewhere there in the book of uh, First Peter, I believe, it says we have been born with an incorruptible seed. Are you following me now, church? And what? Incorruptible seed. Now, why am I saying this to you? We have, as Christians, we, and not just even Christians, really, it's just, it's the, it's the principle of the entire world. Before you find a, a, a forest, you, 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 you find a forest encapsulated in an acorn. You find you, you find a mango tree encapsulated in a mango seed. You 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 find an orange tree encapsulated what in an orange seed. Sometimes it does not look like the final product when you see it in a seed form. The same way you and I are. You, you we never can really tell our final you know our final destination, our final product, and all that God has deposited on our inside because we appear sometimes in seed form. Sometimes the confidence. Oh, okay, the, the, some some people you, you, you some people complain about you and say. Just so stiff necked, yeah. That is you being determined to preach the gospel, but in disguise. It is a seed, you are in seed form, right? You are in seed form. You you you, you wonder how you are able to know that thing or do that thing, but you do not really understand that you see God does not just God does not call a thing by what it is in the present, he calls it by what it can be. Are you following me now, church? So when God deposited in you an incorruptible seed, because the entire world works seed, I mean sower and seed, the one who is the sower plants the seed, and the seed becomes a tree that bears fruits. In each fruit is one another seed. Are you following me now? In each fruit is another seed that goes on to, 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 to become another tree. In that tree bear, and that tree now begins to bear fruit. And in those fruits, another seed. And in that seed, another tree. And in that same tree, another fruit. And in that same fruit, another seed. So right now, in every seed you see is a tree and a, and a fruit. Are you following me now? In every tree you see is a seed and a, is a tree rather, and a fruit. You have no idea the things God has deposited on your inside. That's why I said Christ didn't waste all that grace saving you for nothing. There's a, there must be a seed on your inside that if, he, if you can just plant that seed in the right soil, in the right church, in the right atmosphere, with the right friends, at the right job, with the right mindset, with the right frame of mind. If you can just plant that seed on good soil, I am telling you that would bring out a forest. Our potentials lean up to be to producing fruits that has seeds 
for multiplication. Are you following me now, church? Now, coming back to my story of the servants that were given talents. The master returns and, he, and then he calls his servants. He says, he called them to, 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 to take account of what had happened when he was not a, you know, present. The first servant came and said, hey, master, you give me five talents. But you see, I went, you know, and I worked with it. And I have come back with what? Double. Because in every seed is a potential to multiply. In every seed is the potential to multiply. If you have been coming to church by yourself for a long for, for a long time, you've been saved for three years and you've only dragged yourself to church. You've only successfully seen yourself come to church over and over again. Something is wrong with you. Whoa. I don't think y'all are ready for this. If you've only brought yourself to church for the last three years, and you have never brought any person with you, you've never gotten a, another person saved, you've never something must be wrong with you upstairs for real because then you're not functioning as the seed should because in every seed is an ability to multiply to replicate the, its own content if you cannot even replicate the content of this ministry outside then you must be a wrong functioning seed you, you're a malfunctioning seed are you following me out church a seed is a seed because it has, it has the ability to replicate the same contents of the tree he has the same ability, the, the same spirit. Paul says that we are born of the same, of one baptism, this same Ephesians 4. One baptism, one spirit, one God, one Lord. He keeps saying that word one, 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 one. So when, when we say though we are many, we are one body, it means that in each of us is the seed and that's the ability, the potential ability to replicate God's design. Are you following me now, church? I, I love it, I love it, I love it. The second sermon comes to come back with four talents. You know, come, sorry, comes back with eight talents and says, Hey, master, you gave me, you gave me eight talents. And guess what? I came back, you know, I've come back. You gave me four talents rather initially. And guess what? I came back with, with, you know, eight. I, I was able to multiply this and the other one, you know. And then one particular one came, one particular, you know, servant came and he said, um, Master, that's the, this is the servant who had been given one talent. He says, Master, I know you, you, you gave me one talent, but because, and I'll pay attention, he says, because I, I, I know that you are an evil master, you know, you, you, you plant what you have not sown, and uh, I mean, you reap rather what you have not sown, I mean, say, you, you know, this and you that, and uh, so here's what, here's what happened. Um, I took the talent you gave me because it was just one, you know, it was too little. I, I, I didn't feel skilled enough. I, I didn't feel like I, I knew so much theology, like Pastor Emmanuel DK. Like, so I, I just, you know, I, 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 I didn't really value it. I just went and I buried it somewhere. So here it is anyway. Here, here, here is uh, 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 the, the one coin you gave me. At least I preserved it. I mean, sometimes I, 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 I used to think that this one servant should get credit for not losing it, at least. For not losing the coin. At least he preserved it. He kept it somewhere. And I expected really for the master to be excited about the fact that, oh, at least you preserved my coin and you gave it back to me. Thank you so much. But instead, you see, instead the master was angry. The master said, okay, let's even say you do not know how to multiply. Couldn't you have even invested my money in the bank? Let the interest climb. Let interest climb. And I've been going for long enough. For frack's sake, uh, uh, let interest, I mean, if you put your money in the bank, right? 
like you put your money in OPAY, OWEALTH, you expect every day to receive an alert saying X and Y interest have been put on your money, regardless of how little it might be, right? And so the master was like, I, I expected, at least you should have just, you know, given me, you know, put it in back and let interest climb on it, but instead you have chosen to make it useless. And you know what the master does? But master tells, he says, take that coin from him and give it to the one who has the most multiplications. Give it to the one who has 10. Give the guy with one coin. Give it to the one who has 10. And then he tells some other servants, he says, take him and throw him out. You wicked servant. Take him and throw him outside to a place where there's gnashing of teeth. There's gnashing of teeth. There is, there is you know, burning all the sins. And of course, that's hell or, or some kind of judgment, I guess. But pay attention to what Jesus says next. He says to him, I love it. I love it. I love what it is. It, it, Jesus says. He says to him who has more will be given. But to him, pay attention now, who says he doesn't have enough, that which he has will be taken from him. Are you following me now? You see, the problem really is, it's not that you and I don't know that we've been called to, you know, to, you know, preach the gospel and evangelize in other sense. I think really... The problem is we, we think we don't have enough. We think we don't have enough. But Jesus makes, makes it really clear in Luke 19 verse 24. He says, I tell you that to everyone who has, more will be given. But as for the one who has nothing. More like Jesus saying, as for the one who says they have nothing. As for the one who says they have no one to preach to. As for the one who says they don't have the right skills or abilities or communication skills and gifts, whatever it is, giftings, to, 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 to get this message out. As for he who thinks he never has potential inside of him. Because you see, sometimes we, we just border down and we think, oh, it's all, when I say preach the gospel, it's limited to you just, you know, going out every day with a Bible and a bell. But no, I mean, that's the form of it. But no, no that's, not, that's not just it. You got to understand that every day, every second like right now like okay we'll count down from five to from five to one everybody will count together from five to one just pay attention we count together from five down to one are you following me now let's go one two three go five four three two one right now this very second there's nothing less than three billion people accessing the internet five billion i should say People are on the internet as we speak. Five, over five billion people on the internet right now. So that's about five billion ways and methods to get God's word across to people. And if we, if I started one person at a time, if I started preaching to one person every day, of course it would take me five billion years or days, I should say. But I know that by before the end of the year, I think we, we've got over, over 100 and 30-ish days left in this year. So if I preach to a person, one person every day, I should, be, I should be aware that, of course, not everybody will get saved because I preach to them once, but I should have nothing less than about 50 to 100 people saved before the end of the year. 
See, it's not that we don't know our job. It's because we think we don't, we, we think we're not right for the job. We're not fit for the job. And somehow you come here every day and you pray for grace and mercy. But you forget that really in, in and of itself, the word grace really is unmerited help and undeserved favor. And you, 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 that's the thing, right? You want mercy for yourself, judgment for others, right? You want them to be condemned and that's why you look at that person who on, the, on your street, you know she's been with 10 men and every other night she's just wearing that gown and a car pulls over to pull out to take her out. And you, you take snap, snap, chat pictures of her and you post and streak her, whatever you do on Snapchat. And you post it on Twitter, right? You make fun of her with your family members. But that's just another person right now who needs salvation badly, but they don't know. Are you praying for them at least? How are you the evangelist? If you're always waiting to be evangelized to. Are you following me on church? How are you evangelist? If you're only always waiting to be evangelized to. Church, I want us to have this consciousness just ingrained in our hearts. That I am an evangelist. I am the evangelist. Paul says, I'm going back to... Ephesians, where we read earlier, Ephesians 4 and in verse 11 says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ will be beautiful until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attain to the whole measure for the fullness of Christ. I wrote this note a while back um it was just a thought that crossed my mind really as we've been in this series um um as, we, as, as we've been in this series summer of growth i was on the phone with uh my pastor the other day and he was speaking with me and then he said talked about so it said something that I wrote, I had to write down in my notepad because I have to say it or else I would hate myself badly. I would literally chew my own brains out. I mean, sorry that was so graphic, but that's how it appears in my mind sometimes when I live here and never get to say the thing that's burning in my heart for, to tell you. Um, but let me tell you something. Paul, Paul, you know, sorry, James reiterates it but peter actually initiates us to he says i says be sober be alert open-minded he says your enemy your adversary the enemy the devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom to devour so it goes about like he says he, he goes about that's it's always on the clock the enemy is always on the clock trying to look for another soul to devour by the way just to be sure he's talking to Christians here because if you're unsaved you have been devoured already one thing you've been the biggest thing you've been devoured of is your purpose because the purpose of every child of God is to publicize God right to get people to know God Bible says in Isaiah 60 it says arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you Jesus says somewhere he says let, the, let, let your light shine so bright that men shall see and glorify your father who is in heaven so that's the purpose right that you would shine and people would be invited or drawn to not just you but God so if you're not saved really you've been devoured of that purpose really so any other thing you do is to you 
you're popular, it's too, you can sing, the glory goes to you, and everything goes to you, right? And so you're devoured of your greatest purpose, really, living for something more than yourself. That's your purpose, living for something more than yourself. And so if you aren't saved, you've been devoured of this purpose. But if you are saved, the Bible says the enemy is always on the clock, seeking to devour you. But I got to tell you something. And it's this, a part-time Christian can never fight a full-time devil. A part-time Christian can never defeat a full-time devil. A person who is only a Christian on a, on, on a Sunday, but on a Monday, you're missing the stripper. On Tuesday, you're Toby the bad boy. On, on Wednesday, you know, you're, I don't know, whatever it is you are. On Friday, you're the club girl, your club boy. On Saturday, you are the man who, you know, you just, you, you went down on like three ladies on Saturday. I'm not, not, I mean, no condemnation or whatever, but you cannot defeat the devil when you're only a Christian on Sundays. You know, you, 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 you cannot be a part-time Christian and think you can't fight a full-time devil. He's been doing it longer than you before you came here, really, and, and you'll still be doing it after you leave here, by the way. You're still the devil before, after you leave here. Just, it's not everlasting, of course. But I'm just telling you that the Bible says evil will always, ex will always remain on earth. So long as this earth, earth remains, evil will always bound. Up until when, you know, there's a rapture and then God deals with this earth and then we have New Jerusalem where there's no evil, no sorrow, no pain, whatever. But up until that time, evil will always abound. So the devil's always on the clock. We are the ones who die. And so imagine a person who is skilled. He's been, you know, you, you, you don't need to be, you don't, you don't need to, you know, um, go to a university to be as versatile as, as, as anybody is. Really, they say practice makes perfect. No, actually, per practice makes permanent. If you do it long enough, you already know. Right. The enemy already knows, you know, how to take the children of God out. He, he does. Sadly, he does. I, I can't. I wish he didn't, but he does. Of course, he's still exploring, right? But he does. He knows, and, and, and he understands that one of the quickest. Let me tell you something. One of the quickest ways for the ways for the enemy to take you out. You be thinking is you be thinking the opposite. You be thinking that the moment you go bold with your faith. You become a hot spot, a hot target for the enemy. Of course you are. You become a hot target for the enemy. But let me tell you something. The moment you hide your faith, you're already gone. A person who is bold with your faith has... You have put God who is everlasting. Remember now, you sleep every night, right? God doesn't. Neither does the, does the enemy. The spirits don't sleep, right? They don't catch any sleep. They don't catch an eye shot. No, they, 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 they don't. They just, they're always awake, always working around the clock. But if you are bold about your faith, you have first of all committed your life into God's hands and you have drawn his hands to protect you and keep you from the enemy, the evil one. So even though you are a hot shot, you know, the enemy is looking to get you. Let me tell you one of the reasons he wouldn't be able to because you are someone who prides herself or himself in ensuring that the same gospel that got him saved gets across to the least most considered person down the street. So, Pastor Mano, Pastor Stephen Friedrich, Pastor Mike, that's my pastor, by the way. Pastor Emmanuel, Pastor, Pastor Emmanuel DK, Pastor Sam Freddy, Pastor Michael Victor. These are all great ministers of God, right? 
But who is the evangelist here? You are. Who is the evangelist here? I am. I am the evangelist. Nobody's coming. Nobody's coming. Think about it. Nobody's coming. Nobody. Nobody. But you think somebody's coming, right? Oh, they, they, I, I, you, I, I pray that you know go to a good church. No, nobody's coming. If you cannot, if you cannot, you, you, you're waiting for a pastor man and say, hey, we're having physical services, let's gather together again before you start gathering people in your house every Sunday or every weekday, just having Bible study together with them. Feel free to steal my, some of my sermons and preach like it's your own. Doesn't matter. All that matters is that you are a functioning seed replicating the contents of the tree. Are you following everybody? Squirrels don't, I mean, why do you think squirrels go after acorns? You find a squirrel and you, you find him always going after acorns. If you don't know what an acorn is, going to watch Ice Age. <laughs> right? You find right? You find a squirrel going after acorns. But really, you, you don't know that really what squirrels love is they love to eat into trees. Squirrels love to eat into trees. You're probably like, whoa, Pastor Matt, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure botanically that's, I'm not sure that's correct. I studied, you know, animal biology, so I'm not sure squirrels love to eat trees. Yeah, okay. But they eat acorns, right? And an acorn is a tree trapped inside a seed. I follow me now. It's potential trapped in a seed. The enemy is going after seeds. Not even trees, honestly. If the enemy can stop your seed from going in the ground, then he can definitely stop the multiplication of God's grace in your life. Paul prays that God's grace will superabound. That God's kindness and goodness towards us would superabound, would multiply. But really, it's a seed, honestly, because if it, if it never goes into the ground, it can never die and become much more. So I ask you this question again: Who is the evangelist here? You are. You are the evangelist here. Nobody's coming. You are the evangelist. Nobody's coming. You are the evangelist. Use every platform, every medium, every note, everything, you know, that you've got. Maximize where you are. But let me, let me also tell you, let me, okay, let me tell you, okay, let me tell you, I'll just leave you with these three principles. I just, I actually didn't even know. I just flipped pages of my notepad right now because I remember I noted something back uh, some weeks ago. So I'm just going to say it without to you now um three points that i want to leave you with three points that i gotta leave you with three points number one maximize where you are it's like three steps you know three important things to know when it comes to evangelism number one maximize where you are you don't have enough exactly maximize where you are if you have what, just what you need that's the, th that's the truth about it maximize what you, where you are right now okay i don't have many physical friends okay step out go outside of your door and talk with your next door neighbor you know, ask him, how you doing? What should you go to? Do you go to church? Oh, no, nah, I don't really. All right, no problem. Um, if you would mind, I do this little thing on Tuesdays. Or, or just, uh, if you wouldn't mind, I, I have this, you know, I, I'm going to be making bread every Tuesday night. So if you would not mind, just come and, you know, learn how I do the baking and stuff and just come and eat. 
you know, and then we could have you have a conversation. You don't have to tell them that you don't preach to them. They wouldn't come. Men go after what fuels their stomachs first before before they come before they after really ever after what fuels their spirit. That's why Jesus had to first feed them before he taught them because he understands that these people their their stomach is connected to their brain. Although their brains above their stomachs, but he, honestly, the way it works in them is just the other way around. You know, let you see goodness it's his goodness that leads to repentance not sermons you gotta understand that is your lifestyle is, is is your lifestyle you know really evangelizing if not you gotta work on it so maximize where you are you got social media platforms please use it every day share god's word encourage somebody let it be put it, let, let it be incumbent upon yourself to, to ensure you somebody's encouraged by you every week i got i got friends in ministry who i, I got to speak with some days ago um, I love and adore him and uh, his friend. They, they are both. They are both so dear to my heart, honestly. And um, I, I, I take it upon myself just randomly. I, randomly, I, I, I don't ever really ask them to come over to my place or anything like that. And I don't. I just randomly take evening strolls and I just hey, I just stop by their place or give them a call, something like that. And we just talk and we just chat. Why? Every time we talk, I always try honestly. I'm not trying to establish a priority or anything like that, but I always try to ensure that I always leave a seed behind. And I always love when next we have follow-up conversations and they refer to, hey, you said this the other day. And I'm like, oh yeah, thank God he got something at least. Even if we spoke for three hours, you only got three points. It's great. So maximize where you are. You don't need you don't need so much, you don't need much more you don't need any more than you already have, honestly. So maximize where you are. Right? Uh, you're probably even okay, let me tell you another point. This is I, I gotta say this. You're probably like, hey, okay, oh, well, Pastor Manu, uh, well, I'm trying my best right now, but I believe I can do more. Of course you can do more. I mean, church, we're old enough, we, our, our sermons is not playing on radios. That's, that increases the reach of God's God, of this gospel. People who have never heard God's word need to be hearing God's word on radios, blaring on speakers in, in restaurants. And the only way we can do that really is really with money, because this world operates with money. Are you giving to the development and, and the advancement of the gospel? Are you giving to that cause? We got team. We got. We we are trying to work on ground teams to get God's word to people. Are you a part of that team? What are you doing to invest into being an evangelist? So number one, maximize where you are. Number two, don't get too dreamy with it. Pay attention now. Don't get too dreamy with it. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why I'm saying this now. I, I told you I'm supposed to be wrapping up right now. Because I, I know I'm, I'm maxed out on time already. But I just have to say, don't get too dreamy with it. A problem several people have really is they, they I don't know, man. They just like to add unnecessary spices to everything. Yeah, have you ever had that family member who it is when you're hungry est that they try, to try, they, they, they try to try out new methods and styles of cooking? Please don't do that with me. If I'm if I'm full, of course, but not when I'm hungry. People get too dreamy with stuff and they try to add, you know, they 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 they, they, they try to, you know, they try to um um cajole people into salvation, right? Oh man, if I could just talk about about hell and heaven, of course. I mean, there's room for that, but are you trying to fear? Uh, I don't know, fear shift, or, or use a fear as a gear shift. For people to come into heaven? No, 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 no! Don't, don't do that! Don't do that! Don't get too dreamy with it. But also, don't, don't, don't think that you can, you know, start 
talking to a million people at once. You're not Billy Graham, right? Just pay attention. You, you're not Billy Graham. You, one person is enough. Start with one person. Don't get too dreamy with them. Don't always expect instant transformation. Let me tell you something. I learned this years ago. Listen, dogs bark, dogs quack. You know, birds. Okay, let's do that again so I don't mess it up. All right. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? All right. Let me think of one more animal. Just oh. okay. Okay. Yeah. Dogs bark. Oh, hold on. Okay, sorry. Dogs bark. Dogs quack. Pigs snort. Sinners sin. It is by default. Sinners would sin. I'm, I'm talking right now with a boy who 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 something mis miraculous happened the other day, right? And God's power hit this boy. Uh, this is just my own personal ministry now, not even the line. No, just personal one on one ministry, right? Laid hands, laying on hands, and stuff like that. And God's power hit this boy, you know, smoke addict and all these things. He gave, he surrendered, he smokes and all these things that day. And then we're supposed to meet the following day, and you know, he, he didn't, he, he didn't show up. And my, my heart was really heavy. I, was, I prayed for this boy because I knew deep down, but that he had gone back to smokes again. Because that's another problem is that we assume just one word is enough to cause a person to, to break a habit. But you remember, if it's a habit, it's ingrained in your cellular minds. It's something that they run by. So I, I, I'm not shocked if he displaced any act of, of dishonesty. I, you don't expect a weed smoker to be honest. That's, they're usually the biggest liars in the block. And they're usually the biggest liars on the block. I remember my friend was telling me the other day that if you walk up to, it says he doesn't go out holding money when next when he goes to evangelize, because if he bumps into weed smokers, they will always ask him for money for soap and water. And really, they're not trying to get soap, detergent, or water. They're only trying to get more smokes, right? So you don't want to invest into that ministry, right? Into that business, right? But also, you understand, and you, you you just understand where they are. You always understand that they will be dishonest. It, it, it's you don't get angry when people start showing you, because this is the crazy thing, right? And I've also been in beauty of this. We are annoyed that people have displayed back to us the things that we saw in them that attracted us to them in the beginning. You saw them smoking weed, right? You saw you saw them going around, and now. You were angry that they still do the same things. What made you think that your sermon was that powerful to change them? <laughs> gradually, don't get too dreaming with it. Just gradually understand that every seed sown, watered, and watered with the word of God and with prayers, will always germinate. Number three point. This is probably gonna make some of y'all laugh. But point number three, and this is for people who really need this point. You don't need to start a church or a YouTube channel to become an evangelist. You got to understand, I said maximize where you are. You do not need to start a church, a ministry, or anything like that. Shut up. Get your phone in your hand. Start texting people. Start encouraging people. Start drawing people to the love that God has for you and for them. You do not need to have a YouTube channel or start a ministry called Salvation of the Souls in the End, in the end Time from Hell and Heaven International Incorporated. You don't need to start a ministry like that. Definitely, I wouldn't attend because, I mean, the name is crappy, first of all. So, so you don't need to... So I'm telling you, a certain percentage of the, of the churches we have today, don't, they don't need to exist, if you're honest. Some of them just need to serve in other churches and evangelize, strictly. Basically, that's it. You don't, you don't need to open another church, another church that only needs to serve in a church and evangelize. That's it. 
They got the spirit of evangelism anyway. You don't need to start a church because you think you're a good evangelist. No, that's not how it works over here. I follow me at church. So don't get don't get to dream with it. Maximize where you are. Because who's the evangelist here? You. Give me a feed, everybody. So who's the evangelist here? You. Who's the evangelist here? Me. Who is the evangelist here? Me. Who is the evangelist here? Me. Who is the evangelist here? Mwah. Me. Thank you, Father God. We bless your name for your word, O oh God, because your word has come to us today. That we are the evangelists. We're not waiting on somebody because nobody's coming. We understand, Father God, that in this time, just like there is a great, there's a greater need for doctors in today's society, there's also a greater need for encouragement, for hope, and for evangelists who carry, who are bringers of good news. Your, your word says in Isaiah 52, what we read earlier, God, that how beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of those that, that carry good news. They are bringers of good news. They proclaim, they declare, those action words, proclaim, declare, evangelize. They carry your gospel, your good news, God, across, you know, seas, God. I mean, we only get, we, we, we know the word of God today because some person evangelized to our great-grandparents or our father or, or, or our neighbor and it got to us. And before you know it, church started and somehow our parents got into church and somehow they gave birth to us in church and we've known God since we were born. Some of us were just knowing God for the first time as I'm hearing me speak, but I thank you, God, because right now your word is powerful enough to speak, to teach, and to deliver every heart. So Father God, let your word go forth right now and let there be redemption of souls in the name of Jesus Christ. If you're, if you're here today, you've never given your life to Christ Jesus and you've, you've never really initiated a relationship, a, good, a relationship, I should say, a relationship with God. You've only been, uh, you only, you know, practiced God. That is, you have played, you've really played God and you've tried to get God to do what you want, you know, by trying to act, you know, do a kind of service. You've done it religiously and never really out of relationship. Right, he's you take him as your savior, but never really as Lord because you are Lord over your own self, right? You're Lord over your own body, you are Lord over your own finances, you're Lord over everything that concerns you, and you never really take God as your savior. You've never you've taken God as your savior, but never really as your Lord, or you've never you've never even been saved by the savior before. Today is the day of salvation. Right now is your hour of deliverance. Right now, if you just shoot your hand up at kind of three, I want you to shoot your hand up wherever you are right now. And God's God's angels are taking count, and God's eyes are upon you right now do not do not do not doubt whether or not if you're if you're having to if you're if you're doubting your spirit then you should definitely you definitely want to prepare this prayer if you're not if you're if you're probably not sure then you probably need to take this prayer with me right now i can kind of throw one shoot your hand up i kind of one two this is the best decision you've, you would ever take I took the decision and God has taken me from being a step my step. My people have heard my testimony long enough. If you've been around, you must have heard it. A porn addict. Someone who was just in the, who, like I said, devoured by the enemy. So someone who has been redeemed by the blood, washed, made like I never sinned, right? Made like I never sinned, washed, forgiven, loved, and blessed like never before. That's who I am today. I am still in progress. I am still in process. I'm not perfect yet, 
but I'm still in process. I'm progression over perfection, honestly. Progression over perfection. Progression over perfection. Right? And this house is, is that house for you. Three, come on, shoot your hand up. If you're that person, God bless you. Thank you very much. Let's give it a big hand right now. Church. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For all these people whose hands have just gone up right now. For that girl, for that guy. Thank you, Father God. You will drop your hands church together. We say this prayer together for the benefit of those who are just coming into the faith today. If you're if that person is close to you, you know what you do. Put your right hand on that person's shoulder. Um, that's your right hand. I'm not saying just I'm not saying put the person in chokehold. I'm just saying put your right hand on that person's shoulder. Um, if you're if you're you know not if you're in a room and you don't nobody around you is getting saved just stretch your hand out right now like it's an antenna you're just we're all just trying to connect together as a church god's church here on earth and we said this prayer out loud like i said for the benefit of those who are just coming to the uh, faith so lord jesus i thank you for your love and your life for i did not deserve it i could not earn it i could not work for it on any scale but your grace has made it available to me today your grace has made salvation available for me today. Father, wash me with your blood. Forgive me of my sins. Make me new. And from today, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. For by his death and his resurrection on the cross and from the grave, it has availed to me the position of the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Come on, give God a shout right now. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen and amen. If you just said that prayer, best decision you've ever, you've ever taken in your life, please send us a DM right now on WhatsApp, text message, whatever it is, so plus 234-90-234-374-15. That's the number again. Plus 234- Oh, if you're in Nigeria, this is 090. Plus 234 90 234 Send us a text today. Tell us, tell us where you are. Tell us your name. Tell us where you're, you're listening from or you're listening from. Tell us you just got saved. That's a great community for you right now. If you head on to our link tree page, that's link linktr.ee forward slash teachers global. That's again, it's linktr.ee forward slash C E C H U R C H G L O B A L te church global and um just i think the last link there should should say it say something like john community be part of this christian community uh good bad communication corrupts good manners so guess what good communication does it enhances good manners god bless you in the name of jesus thank you best decision you've ever taken amen church has been our feet still everybody but I'm telling you, we're, we're about to leave now. Today's a great Sunday. What an amazing way to, you know, bring a closure to this series. It's been amazing this last four weeks, right? Hey, church, this past four weeks, uh, we have invested. I mean, I have invested my time. We've invested our time, our our strength, our prayers. You know, this is we had our forces of prayer and fasting, which ended last Sunday. We invested our time, our strength, and everything into ensuring that you get these great resources to help you grow in your faith but i don't want you to stop there this is the only way you can really repay me back really is doing these two things is sharing this sermon with somebody and leaving this sermon out that's the only way you can ever really repay me you can't repay me your tithes and offerings how much how much is your tithes and offering right um but of course give right and that's another way to re to not repay but to to serve 
this ministry you give right your 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 giving is what takes this ministry this is what takes this word out every, every other day right we had conference uh, about a month ago your giving made conference possible honestly right we, we want to be able to do more we were limited in some ways i'm not gonna lie but um uh, in terms of publicity but 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 still grateful for your giving for those those who give committedly to this house to this ministry who give yeah every income every profit right they are steadfast givers not people who give when it's comfortable for them to they're not people people who give by faith even when everything doesn't make sense they give because they understand the the, the concept and the fundamental principle of the sower and the seed for every person like this god bless you god bless you god bless you god bless you there is i've learned in life that there is no prayer bigger than that one than that prayer after the, after the prayer of salvation then that prayer god bless you goes beyond anything else so God bless you in the name of Jesus. All right, now I pray for you um, right now, whoever is going through whatever uh, situation. I understand the timelessness of God's word. So I'm preaching right now and I believe that somebody is listening to this sermon for, you know, years after this. Um, I don't know what it is, but someone is pulling on me probably from the future, I guess, or maybe from now. Right now, you're probably going through a divorce. This is crazy. Uh, a divorce right now. You're processing, a, a, you know, the guilt associated with something. God's word is healing you right now. I pray God. Let me tell you first, God sees you. And I declare that your heart is encouraged, strengthened in the name of Jesus. I declare right now for whoever is having any pain in their body by the power of the Holy Ghost. Any, and if you're suffering any, you know, you know, infirmity. Every, any illness in your body right now, I want you to place your hand on that spot. Church, I have known God enough to know that my God heals. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, the hand of God will touch you right now, whatever that symptom is. I don't care if it is ulcer or Alzheimer's. I believe the power of God can hit you right now and cast that demon out of your body. Cast that illness and infirmity out of your body. Right, so right now, I want you to put, put your hand right now on that place of your that part of your body that you're not whole or healthy yet. Right now, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father God, we declare right now your timeless word. Your timeless word told us in the book of Isaiah that by his stripes we're healed. So, God, we declare that timeless truth over every person on the sound of my voice now or in the future and in the future who is currently having any infirmity in their body whatsoever it might be whatever whatever the doctor called it whatever it is popularly known to be no matter how common it might sound or be from malaria to anything as big as cancer or anything like that or growth in your body by the power of the holy ghost i declare that now bible says the word of god is sharper than any double-edged sword let the word of god cause a separation between them and that infirmity now in the name of jesus i declare by the spirit of the living god that the healing of god hits you now in the name of jesus christ let that thing fall off you in the name of Jesus, you are healed from the count of your head to the sole of your feet. Receive life right now. In the name of Jesus, for that discouraged heart, receive heart life right now. In the name of Jesus, you are healed, you are redeemed, you are restored, and you are made whole. In the name of Jesus, walk in the light of your testimony. Confess it, you are healed. Confess it, you are transformed. Confess it, you are made whole. Confess it, you are happy. Confess it, you are no longer depressed. Confess it, you have a healthy mind. You have a sound mind. Confess it because we believe and we become. Remember that. Thank you, God bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, let's just celebrate Jesus right now. Hello, hello there. Greetings to you. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. 
pray it really blessed you to continue to go deeper we would love for you to join our growth track a four-week teaching to help you grow in your faith send a message to plus two three four nine zero two three four three seven four one five i repeat plus two three four nine zero two three four three seven four one five also when you share this sermon with someone it helps this ministry grow so kindly do so now subscribe to the enlightening church and podcast available on spotify apple google and amazon podcast and wherever you listen to your podcast thank you for sharing your time with us today see you again soon interrupt enlighten upset